Welcome to Besties Sports Talk, all you listeners out there. Hello. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. Kind of kicks off our first segment of Breaking the Ice. Yes. Breaking the Ice, where we find out how how each other are doing, how our weeks have been. Yes. I'll start us off our weeks. My week has been great. Uh, It is the holidays are fast approaching, and so it is busy time to get everything wrapped up before seeing family and vacation. Uh, We're heading down to San Diego in a couple days, so that'll be good. Mm, Good. Uh, Yeah, and then, you know, we're expecting two girls coming in the next week, probably. That's right. Uh, So we are very excited. I I tell you what though like I've been anticipating this rightfully so much more than really any of the holidays I kind of forgot that Thanksgiving was this week it's like yeah. not really a priority That's totally understandable yeah. you guys have two beautiful girls on the way and uh there'll be many more Thanksgivings Yeah but this is a special moment Yeah exactly So next time we record and hopefully with our third uh, host Brandon, we will. You'll have some new news for us. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a, a, a huge breaking the ice segment. We might even have we, have. we might have to start a new segment in the whole podcast where it's Ben's fatherly advice, fatherly <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah, maybe every other episode will be uh, Ben's fatherly advice. Yeah. Yeah, or I'll exactly. give I'll, I'll give advice on how to change diapers. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you're learning, you can teach the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's experience with the twins. Yeah. All yeah. right. We'll, we'll we'll jot that down for for later. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to some some sports talk. Yeah. And, uh, we want to start off with talking about the Kings. Man, I I was impressed by the Kings' performance last night. For for those of you who don't know, the, the Sacramento Kings played the Portland Trailblazers last night. Uh, I went to bed before the game was over. And <laughs> so... That, that says more about you than the Kings basketball. Yes, yeah. But honestly, I am a little... Not for... Why do the games have to start at 7 o'clock? And then they end at like 9.30 or 10. And I'm like, I got to go to bed. I got work in the morning, you know? Yeah, but, but last night was a weekend. That's true. It's Well, I hear your point. Yeah. But, you know, when your wife is pregnant and very tired, um, you know, that, you know, we, we just kind of went to bed early. And... Yeah, it's probably going to be uh, the pattern for our lives in the coming years. You know, whenever we can catch some sleep, that's that's priority. But back to the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> back to basketball. The Kings win last night in a gritty performance. Not the best, but we won against Portland after the game before being blown out by 46 points to Atlanta. Oof. Which is a record for them. That's not the kind of record we want to be a part of. 
That was the biggest blowout win for in the Atlanta franchise. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have to tell you, when I saw that Atlanta had pretty much the same record as the Kings, I thought, hey, this is going to be a good matchup. Uh, in my opinion, the Kings were probably a better team, but I don't know what happened. I don't know how you go out and lose by 46 points. Do you think it had anything to do with the uh, the uh, the fact that it was an away game? Did the Kings underperform away? I don't think uh, – it could be said that they perform better at home, but I don't think they underperform away. I think that the Kings so far this season have shown that the start of their they, they they get off to very slow starts and they can quickly be behind by double digits within the first five minutes of the first quarter, and it's just so hard to get out of that hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Kings really turn things around. It seems like on both ends of the ball in in the next game against Portland because the score last night. I think was uh, in the 80s. I think it was 82-86 was the final score, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, that kind of leads me to believe that the Kings had a pretty good defensive game or maybe that Portland just had a poor offensive night. Uh, yeah, any thoughts on that? I, yeah, I think, it was a, I think it was a combination of both. I think we did have better defense, but I think Portland was also not shooting well. There was a portion in the game where – I think it was in the second half. Neither team was scoring, and that's I think it was mostly that which contributed to it being a low-scoring mm-hmm. game. But there were some defensive highlights. Cauley Stein had a great game, rebounds and points, um, and I think he he was the player of the game and was a huge part of our success last night. Yeah. No, he had an incredible game. Uh, just watching the highlights, seeing uh, his rebounding skills last night, uh, and just overall, just kind of dominated uh, the boards, dominated uh, as the highest uh, scorer in the game for the Kings. Uh, I really like Willie. I think he has a bright future for the Kings uh, in the future. I think he's he's stepping into that role, and it seems every year he's getting better and better at, at, at his position. I agree. I think he is uh, a piece of our future core. Uh, but I think what's true of us right now, especially probably for the rest of the season, is as Kings fans out there, we can't be expecting um, to be that competitive. I think to get wins, we're going to have to not only are the Kings going to have to be on that night, but I think the other teams are going to have to be not playing their best. I think it's going to be a combination of that to get us a W. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's definitely true. We, in order to get a win, unfortunately, we have to catch other teams on on a poor night. It seems exactly. But in that, I think that that's an opportunity for players to get tons of experience. And uh, so, you know, as we're looking over these players, it's it's encouraging to see Coach Jaeger. Yoger. It's Jaeger. It's Jaeger. Coach Jaeger, uh, give a bunch of the younger guys a bunch of playing minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no. It seems that he's switching up the rotation, switching up the starters, trying to figure out what how this team is going to work. 
Yeah, and and some of those things work, and, and and as we've definitely seen, some of them, some of those combinations have not done so well. Uh, but let's take some time uh, and take and, and analyze and assess our Kings rookies. And so far, the ones that have seen significant playing time are Bogdan, uh, the fan favorite, De'Aaron Fox, and Justin Jackson, and Frank Mason. Yeah. And yeah, so what, each each player yeah. has gotten playing time. Uh, Frank Mason being uh, being uh, or seeing the least amount of playing time, but still he got some last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Let Let's start out with with uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and yeah, and, um, Bogdan is one of my favorites, uh, just because he has some experience in playing overseas. And so even though he's a rookie here in the NBA, I think he carries himself with a certain amount of confidence that is uh, it's just refreshing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just looking at his stats this year, he's averaging 8.6 game, uh, points a game, uh, which is, is, you know, it's okay. Uh, but, you know, for, for a rookie, uh, you know, he's uh, – I think he only has uh, upside as he kind of fits into the system of the NBA. Definitely. Yeah, and that comes, I think, all of the stats for Sacramento, besides maybe a few like Zach Randolph and Kali Stein, are a bit skewed in the sense that they're not always starting. Some of them, you know, one game they'll start, the next game they'll come off the bench, and just because Jaeger's trying to figure out so much. So even his 8.6 on limited time, I think, is encouraging. Yeah. And he has a hundred percent free throw percentage. That's our guy. Yeah. Back to the basics. You would appreciate that, Mr. Fundamentals. All right. For all you listeners out there, I won the Mr. Fundamental Award in junior high basketball. And it has stuck with you ever since. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, okay, so giving these players one through ten, ten being the best, one being utterly abysmal, I I'm gonna go ahead and give Bogdan a six. I think that he uh can definitely improve, and he can. In I think he needs to capitalize on the minutes that he does get. But it's been encouraging to see him out there. He's definitely been impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox, oh my goodness, we hit a home run with that pick. Vladi Divox did something right, and Fox has been incredible. Yeah, yeah, just his quickness, his his ball handling. I think he's going to be a big threat in the NBA uh, moving forward. Um, you know, he is a rookie this year. I'm excited to see how he develops as a player. Uh, I think I think he's going to increase his scoring because I think he'll probably be the primary point guard uh, starting next year would be my guess. But maybe even later on this year, we'll see. But uh, I give uh, Fox an eight in, in that scale. I would agree, and it's encouraging to see that he is the guy when it comes late in the game and we need a shot, they're giving the ball to him, and I Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, clearly displaying the leadership skills, abilities, kind of that point person. He's he's pretty scrawny. He's got little French fry legs, (laughs) but he, (laughs) I don't know, he can do it. All right, next is Justin Jackson, uh, the senior that came out he he did all four years of college and uh he i think he's been a solid contributor Mm -hmm. yeah he's got the he's got some great length 
I think he's displayed that. And um, he's also got a great shot. Uh, I think, again, he's he's got some improving to do, but he's averaging seven points a game. He's had some games in there where he's scored over 20. Uh, I think uh, I'm really excited about him. I think he's a guy who's good for the, the locker room, too, from everything I've heard. He's, he's He has a really good character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think he's just all around, not just on the court, but uh, as a player as a whole, he is he's a solid. I gave him a seven in the rankings just because uh, I want to see him a little bit more consistent. He did have that 20-something point game, which was great, help us to a, a victory. But um, he just his reputation coming out of college was he, he wasn't going to make mistakes. And he hasn't really, besides a few turnovers here and there that – think all rookies are allowed uh but he's definitely lived up to that reputation Mm -hmm. which is what we need Mm -hmm. all right last you mentioned at the beginning but frank mason Mm -hmm. the uh we have to come up with a nickname for him we do he's he's pretty he's a small guy the ruffian (laughs) yeah why why the ruffian i don't know he's not that rough (laughs) Frank the Tank. That's already a nickname, though. That guy plays in the NBA. There's already a Frank the Tank? Yeah, Frank Kaminsky. Oh, really? But he's not a tank. He's kind of, I don't know. Uh, Mason. We're going to work on it, Frank Mason. We know you listen to our podcast, and we're going to come up with a better name. We'll try and get him on our show later on this season. Yeah. Pull some, pull some. Yeah, we have some strings to pull. Mm -hmm. Do you have a? What do you think of Mason? One through ten. I I just don't. I don't think we've seen him enough. I, uh, you know, from from college, he was just a hard worker. You know, I think it was surprising to people that he even made it to the NBA. But I think he's got the heart. I think he's got the uh, the strength and the passion. Uh, I think it's just a matter of him getting getting some more playing time and experience, um, and, yeah, on the NBA level. I, I like him, though. I like him, too. I think he's going to be good. I think uh, I think he was going to be in the NBA. I think it was not sure where in the NBA he would fit as a starter or as, like, a perennial backup. But I think he's definitely got a, a spot in our future. Mm-hmm. Um and we could do some small lineup with him and Fox or uh, him playing the backup to Fox. But uh, it's exciting to have two point guards. Uh, an area that we have struggled with since Bibby left us all those years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We also this offseason acquired some, some old, the old guard, so to say. And we got Vince Carter, Zach Randolph, and George Hill. Uh, how... Let's see how their season's going so far. So Vince Carter has only played in nine games. Yeah, he has kidney stones right now. Mm. And who knows how long that'll take. Yeah, I don't know. And I heard, I just heard that's painful. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Vince. We hope you feel better. Yeah, I've heard it compared to childbirth. Well. Which. That's relevant for you. Yeah. 
you know it's the male <laughs> version of childbirth so i don't know if women would would agree with that what i don't know if women would agree with that i feel like they're always just going to say nothing can trump childbirth see the the thing with kidney stones though is you don't have the joy of a child after the pain <laughs> all you have is relief which is is that's, nice, but it doesn't compare with the joy of a child. That's true. Relief and joy are not the same thing. No. You could get some joy out of the relief, but not a lasting joy like kids. Right. Yeah. Like you, yeah. There's like an, a whole element of relationship, which we'll go into further. Uh, next time we we record the podcast because I'll have uh, Ben's fatherly advice. Right. Also, I think we just made the statement that you can have more relationship with kids than you can have with kidney stones. Yes. So that should... Which we may also imply that you can have some relationship with a kidney stone, <laughs> just not as much as kids. <laughs> I think there's almost always a conflicting relationship with kidney stones where you can have <laughs> conflicting relationship with your kids but also <laughs> beautiful relationship with your kids right. there's no there's no upside to your relationship with the kidney stone it's, it's always True. get this out of me and i don't ever want to see it again right you know right that's true all right Zach Randolph, our next Kings player, I think, I mean, he's been the, he's been a huge help down low, getting rebounds, uh, scoring hard points in the paint. Uh, I gave him an eight just because he's just out there grinding and working every night. Yeah, he deserves an eight because he's also the best, uh, points per game for the Kings. Yes. Yeah, you know, he, he's also getting close to six rebounds a game. Uh, he's shooting about 45% from the field. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him too. However, and then last week, yeah. Yep. Go ahead. No, you go for it. Uh, I, I don't think uh, he scored anything last night, which is a disappointment, but he only got 14 minutes, I believe. Mm. That's, that's because Scal took away some of his minutes. Scal, who hasn't been playing in some of the recent games, got more time last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, uh, we have uh, George Hill. George Hill, uh, I kind of feel bad for him. I feel like he may have been promised something, and I think he knew he was getting into a mentorship. But we have two rookies in Fox and Mason who play the same position. And, uh, yeah, I think he's learning. I think of the last couple games has, have been better for him. Yeah, and, and we've overall rated him as a six this year. You know he has he has really good games and then he'll have really poor games. He's not really consistent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, poor and just kind of like he's not. Where is he? You know, you look. Out, is he doing anything? Is he involved? Um, he's a scorer. He on on his previous teams, he's not just a facilitator. He can get you points, and I think we've been we need a little bit more of that. Yeah. All right, so. How do you think the coach? How's Jaeger doing this year? I think Jaeger is doing fine. I think it is a difficult situation with so many young players. I mean, I think we are almost the youngest team 
maybe the Phoenix Suns are also down there, but uh, just so many young players that need to get playing time. I think he's doing an all right job. I, I think I would give him like a B. I think uh, hopefully the rest of the season will will prove that all this work is worth it. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing about where the Kings are at, and I know that this doesn't really matter too much, but the Kings are sitting at the bottom of the Pacific standings, which mm-hmm. isn't surprising. But right. we're 4-11, and 11, all right? The L.A. Lakers are sitting in second place at 6-10. and 10. Oh, so that big of a difference. we could be in second place in, in, in the blink of an eye, you know? Exactly. Take that, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, listen to the listen to the standings here. We got, you know, LA Lakers, as I said, six and ten. Clippers, five and nine. Phoenix, six and eleven. Kings are four and eleven. And this thing can this ship State. can be yeah. I mean, we all know Golden State's gonna win uh right. the uh the division, but Sacramento has a chance. They do have a chance, and I'm almost conflicted as if I do I want them to take that chance. I would rather, not that I want to tank, but I would rather get a, another good draft, and then, uh, yeah, because just I, I know we're not going to go anywhere this year, even if we were to become second. It's mm. almost worth it to be terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a, a perspective we need to have because we. I think the Kings definitely need to have that forward-thinking, get a good draft pick because we we definitely need some new players, and that's how we have to. That's how we're gonna have to win. We have to draft well because it's it's difficult to get uh, good players in free agency. Exactly, exactly. We don't want to end up with another Rajon Rondo situation. Right. Well, I think I that, uh, yeah. Rajon, I'm sorry. I know you listened to our podcast, Rajon, and that was that was unfair of me. You did <laughs> great things for the Kings. Oh man. <laughs> well, I think I, I think we've exhausted our uh, Kings talk. Yes. This point. I, Let's should... move on to soccer and uh, talk about. Last week we talked about uh, future president. And future coach, let's spend a little more time this week talking about the players. Yeah, um, one of the things I I found inter- interesting uh, in just uh, um, looking at the future is thinking about which players on the current national team will continue to be on the national team or how many of these players will retire or even – Thinking about the fans' perspective, how many of these players did a fan? Because while there has been joy in, from these players, we feel like maybe these players kind of let us down. And can they return to the favor of the fans? Uh, the first player on, on my list is Clint Dempsey. Uh, Classic Clint. Yeah. Man. I love Clint Dempsey. Who doesn't love Clint Dempsey? He's given his heart and soul for this country. Oh, yeah. He... On the pit. I remember watching him back when he played for Fulham. Man. Do you remember that one season? I think he had 17 goals. Yes. That was... It was also the season that Fulham got relegated. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, we'll have to have our stats guy check that. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But I know that after that season, he went to Tottenham for a season. Mm. But he had an amazing season. He had 17, which is no small feat in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just love, I, I, in a way, I love watching games uh, at, at Craven Cottage. It's just such a uh, historic venue. And it seems, you know, it's so small. Just, it'd, it'd be fun to be a Fulham fan and, and watch Clint back in those days. Uh, but alas, we're talking about U.S. men's soccer. Uh, I have the perspective that Clint Dempsey will not appear in the next World Cup in 2022. However, I do believe he'll come off the bench as a super sub in qualification. I don't, I don't think he'll make the final squad, but I think he can help the national team get us, get us, get us close. Which is what he's been doing, right? He's been coming off the bench as that super sub. So you just think that his role is going to continue. He'll be a part of the near future, but not the distant future. Mm-hmm. Has come and gone. I mean, he's he can still score some goals, but he, you know, he's getting old. He's losing his his explosive uh, energy. He's losing uh, just the ability to to play a ninety minute game. Uh, but I, 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 you know, he's the heart and soul of of the team at this point. Right, which has kind of been elusive. We have we haven't been nailed a like pin where our heart and soul is. But I think you're right that Clint still carries that. It has not passed on maybe uh, to a young, young player that definitely is a part of our future. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and he just brought an, uh, a sense of maturity and leadership to the team that I don't know who's going to fill that place. Definitely. Clint Dempsey, we like it. Coming off as a super sub, doing really well with that. Uh, what about... A, a guy who I don't know, I don't know if I could say has ever lived up to his fullest potential, uh, but Josie Altador. Man, Josie. A.K.A. Josie Altascore. Right. Uh, he, I heard an interesting stat uh, earlier this week that he is uh, the number three all-time goal scorer for the U.S., Wow. Which is surprising. It doesn't feel that way. No, it does not. I have a comparison for our listeners out there. I want to say that Josie Altador is kind of like Diego Forlan for Argentina. Mm. Josie had his best performances on the international stage. And then when it came to his uh, club records and goal scoring, he just was never as good as he was internationally. Kind of like Diego Forlan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He Josie did have one really good season when he played. Uh, I remember him. When he, I think he played in the Netherlands or something like that. And I think he had like 35 goals, maybe more. What? In one season. And it, I think that it was that season that led him to be sold to Stoke. And then he very much underperformed at Stoke and then ended up in Toronto. Where he is today. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's not that, – that speaks more of U.S. soccer, that we can't find a better scorer 
been a guy who's had one really good season, and after that has been, I would say, good for MLS standards. Not great, but good. Do you see Josie uh, continuing to play for the? I don't. I think it's time to move on. I think this is an opportunity to get, again, some young players. Uh, even if they're not as refined, they just have better potential, more to prove, and more years ahead of them. Get them experience now. And so I think it's time to maybe keep them on the bench as a sub, but I don't think he can be the forward, the striker. I think he needs to take a back seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I I feel the same way. I, I think he, he's not completely off the list, but I, I'd like to see some other players uh, play that position and, and, you know, see what we can, we can come up with. Uh, what about, yeah, what about Michael better. Bradley? Oh, Michael Bradley, the bald midfielder who drives me insane. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Uh, I mean, the one, the 2008 World Cup, 2010, 2010, I don't know. There was a World Cup back, that's that's how long it is for U.S. fans to have that. It was that one World Cup, and it was pretty good, and Michael Bradley was a part of it, and got to give him props, but he is just too frustrating to watch. I do not want to see him move forward. I don't think I even want him on the bench. I want other players. Yeah. I just want I mean if we're injured, if we're down to all the injured players and it's between Michael Bradley and Comp Soccer in the Northern California region, then maybe I would go with Michael Bradley. <laughs> yeah. I I I'm I'm just disappointed in in Michael Bradley. I He's not, in my opinion, as good as a player as he has been kind of chalked up to be. I mean, I don't know. He, I agree. I, he, the fact that we can't even come up with words to describe how mediocre he is, yeah, I think says it all. Yeah, yeah. You're mediocre. He's mediocre, and and he's at the end of his career right now. He's he's towards the he's past his prime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I would like to see. I mean, a, a, another player uh, come up. We need like that playing that central midfielder role. Uh, somebody with uh, high soccer IQ. And I, I, I honestly don't know who that's going to be uh, coming up through the ranks. I mean, I don't. You don't think it's a certain someone who plays for Borussia Dortmund? I don't think. I think Pulisic plays so well on the wing. He's got the speed that you got to you got to keep him out on the wing. True. I agree. I agree with that. All right, last for our players of the past and questioning their future is the better bald man of the two, Tim Howard. Tim Howard. He should be enshrined in the US Men's National Team Hall of Fame. Yes. If there is such a thing. A little bald bust. What? Yeah, what a legend. Seriously. I mean, he is an old faithful, just a stalwart in, that, in those goalposts. Yeah. The thing, about, and the thing about being a goalkeeper is you can play into your early 40s mm-hmm. and still be good. And 
I'm, I'm, might be mistaken, but I think Tim is somewhere around 38, I think, somewhere around there. We'll have our fact checkers check that for us. Yeah, I don't think he'll be seen in the next World Cup, but much like Clint, I think he'll, uh, he'll help us. I agree. I think he'll help us get there, and who knows? He could be a great guy to keep as the backup, you know, have an experienced guy uh, just in case. Mm-hmm. If he's still playing, I mean, he's already kind of retired to MLS, and we'll see how much more he plays before he retires altogether. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Tim's the type of guy who will, the U.S. will probably keep on in some type of coaching That's role. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, we we've been somber about our past and the failures of one generation is there anything to look forward to for next world cup for u.s men's yeah so we we saw in the last friendly against portugal uh this new player mckinney he plays midfield mckinney he's got one of those names you know um but uh i uh i'm curious just to see him play more. Uh, you know, he, he plays for Schalke in Germany right now. And uh, I, at this point, we need to get all these youngsters more experience on the international level, even if we lose. We just, we need to see them more. Uh, and because uh, I don't, I don't watch the Bundesliga, so m- maybe I should, maybe I should watch some Schalke and, watch him play just to kind of see some, some of the future. Uh, but yeah, we need him. We need to see him more. There's no, there's nothing to lose really at this point. It's true. Exactly. That is the mentality that I think I want to see the USA embrace all together from maybe not the president, but the coach and the players. I just want to see this look It's all out. We got nothing left to lose. I want that kind of, I want that kind of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, McKinney, we're looking at you. You and Pulisic so far lead us to the promised land. Yeah. Yeah. Or close. You know, we'll, we'll accept close. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think that we should uh, save EPL for next episode. Let's do it. Uh, we can say, though, that all three of us, Brandon included, are happy because all of our teams won. Yeah. Happy day. Happy day. Yeah, yeah. it was a good day for football. Good day for football. And uh, we will save, yeah, we will update now that the international break is over. Next week we'll have even more soccer. Should be really good. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's end on our segment, Sports Dummies of the Week. And uh, Ben, let's start off with your sports dummy. My sports dummy is uh, the three UCLA basketball players who got caught stealing in China and were arrested. And pretty dumb. Yeah, and who had to, uh, you know, basically get rescued by our president and. Man, if I was a teammate of theirs, I'd be so upset with them. Just how dumb can you be to steal? I believe it was from Louis Vuitton or something like that. Really? First of all, not my style. 
second of all, yeah, they're dummies. You just, you don't do that. Yeah, who steals something in a communist country? It's like <laughs> stupid. Maybe they're kind of more like hands-on learners. You know, they learned about in their history classes and world government and communism, but they didn't really get it, and they're like, now they get it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But I don't think that they'll be stealing in China anymore. No. All right, what about you? All right. Uh, I'm ending with my sports dummy is particularly James Harden, but it goes to all NBA players who pretty much travel, but call it a Eurostep. And I know that back in the day, Tony Parker brought this in too, but there's just so much traveling going on in the NBA, and I know you can't put a stop to all of it, but sometimes it's just so blatantly obvious. It just it makes the NBA look kind of dumb if you're just allowing players to do whatever. So I'm saying James Harden and the refs, stop taking four steps. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of uh, it takes away the integrity of the game. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, All it's right. like no, you sorry. Know, <laughs> oh, prematurely ending the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, it's kind of a bummer because I feel like uh, NBA just wants to see Harden score like big points rather than actually call him on on what he's doing. Exactly, and he is amazing. There's no, I cannot say that he's not amazing, but. Uh, you know, that's just a little too far. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that is uh, what is it? What are we calling this podcast? <laughs> Bestie Sports Talk. That's that concludes this edition of Bestie Sports Talk. Tune in next week when we have updates on Ben's life, soccer, and more Kings basketball. Yeah. And the introduction of our real life third host who no one has heard yet brandon hall yeah people i think are starting to to question if he's even a real person we guarantee he's real and uh he's going to be a major contributor to our team Mm -hmm. equal parts yeah (laughs) all right well Well, until next time yeah toodaloo cheers